what is up, everybody? This is already this week. Like I said in the chat, the strange has been shot out of a cannon. Mexico's leading the charge, and you know it's not just about the UF, uh, the alien body that this congressional hearing in Mexico, but there's a whole lot of other stuff that they talked about in these congressional hearings as well. We're here with another episode of Strange Happenings, and I mean, we're just going to jump right into it because, um, you know, I think everybody, a lot of people have been making videos about this today. There you got it. <laughs> like I almost did. You were going cross-eyed fl- following that. It's like, dude. That, that fly has followed me from my office all the way out to here, and it's just it's been enough. I mean, can you yeah. get a restraining order Yeah, against, you know, an insect? Well, hey, we got an awesome show for you guys. What's ever up, everybody in the chat? David, Justin Lamb, Flutz, RU, Necro, what's going on, guys? Um, you guys have been reaching out to us late last night and this morning. Uh, we got Sess in the City. What's happening, Sess <clears throat> in the City? Um, oh, and, my gosh, the fly. And, we, <laughs> you know, when we do these episodes, we have deadlines. So last week... On Fridays, we have all the links. Oh, that we get were getting set. ready to go to sleep last <laughs> night. And then Mondays Sound are, a button. Yeah, Mondays are uh, completely lock in the topics, lock in the chat, or lock in the links. And uh, so, obviously, yesterday the entire world blew up with these not literally strange, strange bodies uh, being shown in front of Congress in Mexico, right. among other things. Although there is something blowing up at the moment, which is, uh, what is it, Kilauea? He's erupting, mm. right? Is it Kilauea? I could be wrong about this. It's one of the uh, volcanoes in Hawaii. Yeah. I believe. It's so, happening right now. Yeah. So that, is actually, that is actually blowing up. And, yes, Rolo is back. Necro, Rolo is back. It. Come here, buddy. Come here, buddy. I got to scratch the ear. That's right. It's been <laughs> a hard day of napping all day. Real He's tough a, day. a couple walks today. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, it's uh, been a wild ride. Yeah, you guys can find us Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook group, uh, Facebook uh, group. Strange Road Hitchhikers is rocking. Um, love everybody supporting the show, sharing, yeah. liking, subscribing. Um, you guys are doing what you're, uh, you're you're sharing. We're getting reviews. Yeah, I gotta say and though, I think we're competing with the uh, fall sports coming back. Yeah, could be. I think people are out watching football, and that's cool. Yeah. But don't forget about all the strange as don't, well. There's don't a lot. forget about the strange. You know what? Just mute the football commentary <laughs> and listen to the strange over the top. You know? I think that's a life hack. That's like a new recipe to watch sports. Yep. Conspiracy, conspiracy sports. But, you know, every time we turn around, it seems like there's just another big giant thing related with UFOs, related with aliens. This topic, I mean, it, you know, lately we've been it, – it's kind of been – cooling off after our congressional hearings and a lot of the media and people going after Grush trying to discredit There's him. been that Discre- after ours. Yeah. There's been, hey, we said mm-hmm. this and we, we want to keep pushing this topic and then there's been, hey, let's go start attacking characters mm-hmm. a little bit it seems like and uh, yeah. It, so it seems a little muckraking. Everybody's been kind of waiting for the next big thing to come out and it seemed like yesterday was another kind of big giant moment. Um, a lot of people are, are really going nuts about these alien bodies found in Peru. 
Um, you know, before we got to get started in, into the article, Stoner and I, from time to time, have a Gaia subscription that we used to have to kind of watch and see what uh, programming was on there, to see how they were kind of doing their documentaries. Um, there's a couple shows like Ancient Civilizations, which is kind of like an Ancient Aliens, okay, but it's produced on Gaia. So yeah, we, I never saw any of that. I know you guys used to watch used to a lot have of that. A it subscription. sounded really interesting. Yeah. I know. I just I had enough you know habits at the time, and I didn't have room for yeah. Gaia. So Gaia actually has had this story from basically they got the exclusive on these bodies when they were found in Peru. The uh, Mexican scientist that they're talking about in the congressional hearings, mm-hmm. he kind of took up the, the, the charge and put his credibility on the line and started studying these things. All the scans that you, you see mm-hmm. are from a whole different array of different scientists and different universities studying this thing. Um, yeah. Now, you know, we'll talk about in the article about there's some kind of uh, right. We got a f- thing. There's some push and pull with this story that there's some real head scratchers. But before this ever came out yesterday, I had seen these photos and images and videos of these scans yeah. of this uh, on Gaia. I remember seeing the eggs inside of the the, uh, the basically fa- fossilized or calcified. Um, what looked to be eggs. Right. Now, you know, there's a lot of, you can make that happen. You could fake that. You could easily. Right. Um, uh, but one thing they talked about also is the rare metal that they had found that's uh, attached to essentially the skull area. There's another weird kind of metal uh, piece that's around its clavicle, and some of the metals are rare earth metals. So metals that you generally find in space. Okay. So that's what I remember about this kind of documentary series on Gaia that unfolded. But unless you had a Gaia subscription, you never heard about this. Yeah. So it never hit the mainstream news ever, really. Maybe in Mexico it did. But on a national scale, all of a sudden, boom, this happens. Congressional hearings, uh, which, by the way, Ryan Graves was there. Avi Loeb was there. A um, couple different Americans, and then you have your old school ufologist who I remember for years, um, Jaime uh, Malson. Jaime Malson, exactly. Um, he kind of is like the, I guess you could call like the George Knapp and Jeremy Corbell of Mexico in a way. He's, I mean, I've seen him in so many different videos when I've searched yep. like UFO, UFO this, and yeah, I've seen him many times. I can't remember the name of his show that I've come across. I know right. I've seen it before. If I if it pulled it up, it would, it would ring a bell very quickly. But, right. And I used to watch a lot of that and just still take it with, you know, subtitles and translations if yeah. I could. We got somebody in the chat asking, does anyone have a link to the actual Mexican uh, like congressional hearings with English translation or subtitles? Yeah. We've Thank been you looking for, that. for the same thing. I have and been looking. to uh, sort, sort that as well. So appreciate you putting that in the chat. Yeah, because I haven't been able to find. I was actually going to ask all of you guys at home does if anybody, anybody had. That? Yeah. Um, because in YouTube, when you hit subtitles, it gives you Spanish subtitles. Yeah. It doesn't allow you to choose English. Can't say. That's interesting. Um, you should be able to switch. And even Avi Loeb and Ryan Graves, obviously being English speaking, they actually overdub. Yeah their voices in Spanish. Yeah. So you can't even hear what Avi Loeb and Ryan Graves are saying. Yeah. So hopefully somebody that's really a lot smarter than us and has way more ambition will will translate that. Yeah. And we can all watch it. We'll wait. We'll find it. David said he'll find it. 
You ready to kick Hell off? Yeah. yeah, let's kick it off. Stoner and Disbro, we're going to take it away. Stoner and Disbro, thank you to everybody in Master Control. They are rocking and rolling. Let's, uh, there they are. What's happening, guys? Master Room Controlling. <laughs> so let's just <laughs> touch real quick on the epic trip to Cedar Point that we had. Did we a not couple, tell we, people about we this? We haven't told. Well, I mean, we did a whole bunch of stories, and we're kind of following along um, as best we could yeah. that day. Um, epic trip to Cedar Point. It was great. Me, Bub, and great. Disbro took Cedar Point by storm, wouldn't you say? I would say we owned Cedar Point for the day. <laughs> we were we were the unofficial official yeah. ambassadors yeah. and temperature checkpoints <laughs> we, of Cedar Point to make sure that everybody was enjoying it as much as we were. Yeah. Oh, I was we, like a five-year-old we kid. Man. We were I was at enthused. A, like a 13. Most people were at like a 7 or an 8. <laughs> it as was far a as beautiful day. <laughs> beautiful day. We were walking on rides. We had maybe one oh, or two rides dude. that we had to jump gatekeeper? out of line. Gatekeeper We rode was two times in a row twice. It was amazing. Wow. Front row and Gatekeeper was fantastic. Gatekeeper took the gold medal, I think. That was one of my or favorite rides. Steel, Steel Vengeance. Vengeance. Holy smokes. Valraven. 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 Sneaky Valraven. <laughs> Very sneaky. The very last ride we rode, because I was obsessed with riding Rougarou and Valraven. Uh, yeah, and, you were obsessed with Rougarou. And it's like, we got to get Rougarou because it's a cryptid. The Rougarou is a cryptid. Well, so we rode a cryptid coaster. That's yep. pretty cool. Tell you what, Halloween time, we might have to go back. Well, that's a lot. Our day, there was nobody there. It was so great. The most we waited was, was so 25 great. minutes. Probably. It was beautiful, too. Yeah. All the clouds cleared out finally, and not till later totally in the day when the sun wasn't too high. Oh, I couldn't totally talk at all. lost my voice. Couldn't speak. I mean, most of my work too is like just over voice over meetings. So I got on my first meeting the next day. I was like, "Hi!" <laughs> <laughs> Sound like Bobcat Goldthwait. <laughs> like, how you doing? <laughs> like, you're all right. You got a bagel stuck in your throat? I'm like, nope. I just can't talk right now. I was screaming extreme so much yeah. that I just lost my voice. Yep. So, but it was wonderful. Little strange road trip. I'll tell you what. I think I finally understood why I love amusement parks so much. Because yeah, I have gone skydiving. Yeah, I have gone bungee jumping. Yes, I've done some hiking and some mountains and rock climbing and all these. You know, they're they're high return on the uh, adrenaline, right? But I'm not going to go skydiving that many times. That's like roulette too many times. Yeah, roller coasters are fairly safe. Yeah, but you get a ton of that. I mean, just adrenaline and just dopamine. and so, I mean, I was, my brain was just bathed in we got nostalgia yeah. and flavors <laughs> and sights and sounds and just people watching. And yeah. it was great. It was great. So, yeah. Oh, one, one more thing to time. touch on. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow you guys will all be kicking it out, but I might as well mention I'm rolling solo to Mothman Festival. There you go. Bob's going to be playing music with his family. Stoner's got a gig with the Columbus Symphony Orchestra. Him and Disbro are going to be uh, taking care of that for, nice. uh, for us, and I'm heading to Mothman Festival. So if you guys are around... If anybody's going, uh, I'm meeting up. Up, meeting up with people at 2 o'clock at the Mothman statue right in front of the Mothman Museum. And uh, I would love to hang out with anybody that's going to be there. Um, <laughs> <Bob Kekko>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Freaking necro. It was already. Okay. Bob well, that's Kat. good to know. There we go. That's good. YouTube pulled a bunch of videos with the, the English subtitles. Um but uh, anybody going to be at Mothman Festival, come hang out. I'm going to be shooting some stuff with Cryptids of the Corn Friday evening. I'm not going to lie. And Saturday morning. I'm jealous. Uh, it's going to be a good time. We are. I'm 
I'm I'm in next year. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm already well, clearing my calendar for that. If it's on the year. same weekend, we're we're all we're we're there. They keep it on the same one every week, every year, right? Yeah. I think they don't so. move it. Okay. I hope they don't because I really want to make it next year. So guys, DM me in Instagram. Uh, hit me up if you guys are going to be around. I'll be out there. We're going to so. send Mikey down with every bit of swag we got to. Uh, Which isn't a lot. It's not a lot. Yeah, it's, it's not, not a lot. lot. But we got some. We'll have some. We'll figure out something. Uh, all right, let's hop in. Dive in. We've, we've bullshit enough. <sighs> and hop in. It's going to be right, good. So we're going to start right off with the with the big matzo ball, right? The Mexican <laughs> congressional hearing that was held um, yesterday, right? So this article comes from today and is from uh, Reuters and... Um, some Mexican lawmakers heard testimony that we are not alone, much like we heard the other day with our congressional hearings here in the U.S., right? And um, they heard the uh, alleged remains um, and saw about the alleged remains of non-human beings in an extraordinary hearing marked um, in the Latin American country's first congressional UFO event ever. So there's a lot of these firsts going mm-hmm. on around the world, which is also very interesting. Like, okay. Yeah. It's kind of like... Bells and alarms are going off everywhere. It's really, we'll get into it. Um, in the hearing on Tuesday, FANI, the Spanish acronym for what you know is normally termed the unidentified anomalous phenomena here, that's theirs uh, down there. Politicians were shown two artifacts that Mexican journalist and longtime UFO enthusiast Jaime Mousen claimed were the corpses of extraterrestrials. So that's what we were talking about earlier, right? So this goes back to the Gaia program. This is what was on the Gaia program that you're talking about yeah. that is now just making its way into mm-hmm. common mainstream, right? Um, and Mousen said that the space specimens were not related to any life on Earth. The two tiny bodies were displayed in cases. They have three fingers on each hand and elongated heads. Um, he said they were recovered in Peru near the ancient Nazca lines in 2017. Said they were tested about, uh, said they were about a thousand years old, um, analyzed through a carbon dating process by Mexico's National Autonomous University. Um, Similar such finds, though, in the past have turned out to be the remains of mummified children. So what, this is yeah. this is where it gets a little bit weird and kind of goes right. askew to where it's like, wait, what, what? What are you talking about? So I don't know about those instances, but we've kind of approached this topic to try to just, one, yeah. talk about it, but two, not really. I'm not going to go one way or the other with it yet. Yeah, I don't, we don't know. I, I'm We're not, not in the room pull with the this fire thing. alarm. Or, I'm yeah. not an x-ray technician yeah. or a spectrometer technician and I'm not and but I've seen the, I've seen enough CTs I've seen enough yeah. MRIs I know how yeah. things go together and so I think there are points of conversation that could be brought up about this the, the scans are interesting specimens though. I get the scans that scans are pretty interesting I get that but what we're saying is just the alignment of the bones and like yeah. whatever again that's just now, not my area of expertise on the Gaia show whatever year and a half ago when it came out the Scientists that were studying at this Mexican, because, you know, again, it's found in Peru, but this Mexican scientist, he's the only one that would touch it. So he brought it to Mexico to be studied at all these universities originally that had a bunch of different people from all these different uh, specialties. Right. And so they all concluded that it wasn't a fake is what their conclusion was at that time. And basically from all the scans that it wasn't something that was like Frankenstein or put together right. from um, using some kind of organic material. Right. That it and it's was nothing. a body, a, a biological organism, essentially. Right. Um, now, they never said that it was alien or it was it, where it came from or speculated on that. All they were saying was that whatever this is, 
it's DNA tested at 30% human. Hmm. So, or 70% human. 30% of it was Not unknown. Okay. Unknown. Okay. So, I that get, was then. There's, I get what again, you're saying. This is a whole year and a half, too, from when they were researching and, and probably started studying this thing maybe two years ago, maybe longer, um, until now when it's kind of finally hitting the mainstream and yeah. hitting congressional testimony. And again, this wasn't the only thing during the congressional testimony either. Right. But UNAM, you know, the, uh, the, the uh, institution that's doing some of these studies and, and tests, they said, you know, there's, there's, their use of this was only intended to determine the age of the sample, right? It yep. wasn't to make a supposition about where it came from or mm-hmm. the origins of it, right? So it's it's kind of one of those, like, we're only consulted on figuring out how old it is. So they could give the age on it. So I could go there with you on that, that maybe, yeah, a 1,000 years old, who knows? It could be. But I could also, you know, see that if this was, and again, why would you go and fake this and put it in front of your Congress? I mean, I don't know. Right. I don't know. But... I think the ufology community at large, or like at least the sense that Bruce I get, Fenton is that it's it's yeah, it's a little bit of like trepidation, and for good reason. If like, man, these are like Grushin; those guys got out in front of Congress and made statements and claims, but never brought out a body or evidence or said, "Hey, roll up this with is, a yeah, yeah, like a you know a this hermetically is, sealed chamber and open it up." And too there's soon. <laughs> I'm, but who knows? Who knows? But, I can't even say. But like I said, if, you're, even if you're willing to put that out there on the line and actually go as far as to put it out in front of congressional record. Bob Lazar. In, in, in Mexico. Got to yeah, say sure. before you get taken out, maybe. Who knows? I'm just hypothetically here. I don't know. But yeah, like I said, we'll see. I'm sure this is going to play out. I don't think this is just going to like go away. Yeah. Right? Like, there's going to be some kind of follow-up. Three fingers. The DNA stuff's interesting. The the little eggs inside of it. Just all... Everything just looks so funny as far as this little little creature. Um, It's just a strange-looking thing. I think just the images alone have just been like, what the hell? Across the world. I mean, these images have gone viral. Um, And I know, Stoner, you have a a couple of those scans that's, I believe, embedded into this article. But there you go. Um, Yeah. Now, what you're saying is, is some of these people have basically said that these are the body of a child. They've said that. It's constructed from... They've said that, or they've said that, like, you know, they're mummified children, or maybe they're constructed... But here's the thing, man, like... How do they get the DNA that's 30%? Well, it'd be the DNA. They're just lying about it. I don't know. That I don't know. I can't even even estimate it that. But what I'm saying is, like, people might look back at these reconstructions and certain pictures and be like, oh, well, that, you know, that vertebrae doesn't go with that one. Mm -hmm. But again, if it's an alien, how the hell do you know? And it... Right. It's just there's a lot of unknowns, and I think that's why there is some frustration with, again, like, how do I want to put it? Like, there, there's a way to go about it, and I think that's what other people are saying. Like, yeah, even though sometimes, like, the scientific method, quote-unquote, and peer-reviewed journals and this and that, sometimes we feel like we're co-opted by that whole orchestrated, allowed information BS that goes mm-hmm. on in higher education and, and institutions, and that's what we're trying to rally against. So it's like, do you want to play by the rules type feeling? And, yeah. But there still are there still is a way to go about it, I think, is what's what ultimately is kind of being put forward at the end of it. But my I mean my takeaway is like, holy cow, I'm watching this last night on Twitter, and that's why I started <laughs> hitting you guys up like, 
We're gonna have to talk about this. Yeah. We're totally. gonna have to like I know we got a whole slate of things to talk about. We're this, gonna have to talk about this. This image, that image there, it was I mean, this isn't an X Files episode coming out. Like this was really happening in a governmental hearing, mm-hmm. which is just baffling. But why would you risk it and spend all that time researching this thing and then roll it out in front of Congress if it's just some child body that somebody's pieced together? That's why I say like maybe it doesn't make sense that's why to I me. say like maybe they just went went all in. Who knows? Who knows, man? I, I think I think the world series of poker of the world is getting hotter and hotter. Yeah. And maybe Mexico, like their their group that had, you know, again, if Grush had stuff, if he really had stuff and maybe he was like, maybe he would, it would have never happened. None of it would ever yeah. got in front of Congress or something. You know, they would have like, right. hell, they wouldn't even let him in a skiff that day to talk and give information out to uh, some of the members of Congress that wanted to, to talk to him. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's. I don't know if there's any of the images of this piece of metal that's in its skull. And then there's also where it's kind of been in the, in the back right there. Yeah. That right there. What about it? So this is one of the things that kind of stuck out in these scans that's made from some kind of strange metal that's very, very rare on Earth um, that's really only found out in the cosmos. And it appears to be some kind of implant in this thing. Yeah. Oh, sure, sure. So is it some kind of, like, technology or something that's in there? Or, you know, they haven't pulled this thing apart because I think once you start cutting it open, it's a mummy. It's probably just going to completely fall apart. They only have one or they have multiple? They have two. two. But I think one of them, I don't think they both have these implants. Um, There's a lot here. Uh, That UFO chick, what's happening? She's She's probably uh, all over this right now. (laughs) Like like most folks. um, Yeah. If, yeah. The mention of the vertical fingerprint is shown on the site, and several of the tests are 1,000-plus uh, 1, years old. Yep. And the specimens have names. It's very wild times. Yes, that is right. Mm-hmm. And there's metal on the wrist. Um, yeah, so— I don't understand all the metal. But they don't seem to mention that in this Reuters article. They don't mention some of these other things. Uh, yeah, they, they left out some of the more fantastical stuff. I mention mean, again, the calcified eggs that's in one of them. Who the, you um, can't say eggs. You don't even or know whatever. It could these be a cal- tumor. It could be a lump. It could be a— How about this? Calcified they could have a toe in their stomach if they're an alien. Who knows? There's three calcified we don't know what they are. egg-shaped things. Spherical. Let's call them— Oval. Ov- ovular. How about that? Does that egg. help you? Well, you could use egg shaped, I guess, if you're you? using egg shaped. But if you say eggs, then it That's implies that it's an egg. Rewind, delete. Yeah. Shape of it is fine. Let's go back in time. There we go. That's all I'm trying got to say. A little is, ahead of myself. I don't know what it is. If it's an egg, it egg could be an implant. It might not even be an implant. What if they like ovular. are these like machine aliens that like bubble up from metal? Like you just drop these little metal balls and they just turn into these little aliens. Who knows? And now I'm being crazy with it, right? But I'm just like saying, gremlins. Like, who knows? We don't know. Like get them wet like a mogwai. Is that what you're saying? Something like that or not? <laughs> don't don't feed them after midnight and don't get I mean, but that's the thing like we, you know, we we project a lot of our humanity onto even if it's an alien. We don't know how they operate or how they function or how they work or if they have eggs or babies or whatever any of that stuff is. That's all I'm saying is yeah, yeah. I see the images and I see the little like Dots? I don't know what it is. If it's metal and they can tell. They kind of look like grays, but they don't look like your typical gray. They're like this tall. Yeah, they're a lot. They're real small. They're very, I think they're even smaller. I think they're, you know. I know, but that's. They're little guys. I don't like that. I'd like aliens to at least be my height or taller. 
so you can eye to eye. Just make me feel a little bit more comfortable knowing that you're not running around in like just groups. <laughs> like again, the rabbit people and all that stuff. Like yeah, they, they can just deck. hide easier. Yep. Yeah. Well, I just don't like. It that. took a whole thirty minutes for us to bring up O-ring Pandex. So, <laughs> um, uh, you want to do the next one? Oh, by the way, I did want to yeah. mention one thing real quick. It just so happens that there is another series of mummified skeletons that are found in the Chilean part of the Nazca lines in Chile, the Atacama Desert mummies. Remember hearing about that a few years back? Doctor Greer. Yeah, Doctor Greer on. Serious, his documentary. Serious yeah. is where they unfolded uh, that skeleton, which right. is a lot more small and weird That's looking. That's even smaller. Creepy, bigger head. That's more, even smaller. More elongated. It looked like um, an oversized Barbie doll. Like if you got like one of the, you know, like the the giant action figures back in the day. Right. When they were just a little bit bigger than the normal And then you figure. put, and then snapped off of a head off of an alien. Yeah action figure yeah. from the movie Aliens yeah. and then Creepy. put it on top of a Barbie doll's Creepy. body. Yep. Wow. That's exactly what it looks like. You think it's coming back around? <laughs> well, I mean... You think Greer's like the David Icke? He's just been around so long saying like crazy stuff that people are like, well, Greer was just... Because he's been doing he's this been, for a long time too. Oh, yeah. 2000. But I'm just saying like David Icke. I mean, geez, man, he's... When he was talking about stuff, I was like, this guy is clearly writing sci-fi. And then over the years, I'm like, he might be on to something at certain yeah. points. And the same with Greer. Like, Greer came out with a lot of his stuff saying, like, I brief everybody on this, and I've briefed so many presidents, and yeah. yada, yada. And it's like, really? Yeah, he did. And it, But I know, but that's what I'm saying. That's the crazier the part. So what we're, we're left with is some of these moments where you're like, how does person A have information Z? How? You get inside the uh, – you get inside – Certain groups and people. I get it. You got Tom DeLong doing that now. Yep. Can it's you guys, just interesting. Do you hear stuff through the headphones? I do. Oh, okay. I think that's intentional. Oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> it's all right. Um, are you? Uh, what was your? Uh, did that, you was another, that was yeah, it. Yeah, just South America. What? What's up with South America? Mummified, strange, creepy, spindly, Barbie doll, alien-headed beings. Well, and you got the whole fiasco down in Peru right now with the oh, yeah. jetpack flying yep. gold. Yep, exactly. Gold-loving. A hundred percent. Grabies. Grabies. That's exactly what they are. Dude, I'm totally stealing that. Grabies. Great That's babies. wonderful. Grabies. Well. Is there anything left in that article? Because I know, you know, it's. On that one? Yeah. I no, think. I mean, Mousen, he got some swift backlash and criticism for mm-hmm. what he did. I mean, yeah. again, because the critics are saying, and like I kind of surmised, just, hey, we don't really have this vetted at a high enough level for you to go ahead and just put this in front of people. But why did Congress let them do that? Or why did they? What are they? That Congress has nothing to do with so that. So do you think part it was short-sightedness it. by Mousen? Yeah, that that's what they're saying. Yeah. that's what they're saying. That's what the other more but well-known the uh, scientists and researchers that they've been working with the last year and a half obviously signed off because you know their names were. We just need. The English version of this. I will watch the entire thing. We just need the English For the love version. of God. Can, do you Somebody need a VPN? How about this? Do you need to log into a VPN and then throw that VPN, uh, route it through Mexico, and then see what... I don't know. I'm just throwing shit at the wall here. No, I think you just literally need to find somebody who knows how to speak Spanish, and they got to translate it. 
man, there's got to be somebody out there. I don't know. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, CIA chilling document <laughs> reveals presence of giant aliens on Mars 1 million years BC. Yeah. Mikey has heard this story before when I brought it up to him. This is an older oh, article from this year still, from June. And uh, it's I by didn't Vicky hear Verna. This, I didn't hear this story. I just related it to something really strange. Go ahead. Verma or Verna? I think it's Verma. I can't tell it. M and the Verma. Two. Okay. Um, and so it starts off saying, is the remote viewing real? The subject is very controversial for scientists to study, but James H. Lee, an award-winning financial advisor, what suggested that it has potential to make a meaningful contribution to the professional uh, futurist toolbox. Uh, the particular technique is well discussed in the declassified CIA files where psychic abilities were used to spy on Soviet Russia and track down its military activities under Project Stargate. So, remote viewing, we've heard about remote viewing ad nauseum. We've talked to cryptid hunters about it. I've never really looked into it that yeah. deep. Mm -hmm. This came across, and I just thought it was really interesting. You know? Yuri Geller. Sure, sure. Yeah, they do talk about Yuri Geller. They talk about the, you know, in the inception of the first test of the project was conducted in the 70s at the U.S. Army base in Maryland. Have you ever seen? Um, I think some of this also is men about the same. Men who stare at goats. Just going to say that. Yep. Men who stare at goats, you know, people thinking they can run through walls. But there are some actual examples, uh, and even Geller, man, if you look at some of these drawings, unless they gave him the answers, I don't know how he drew because they're like, you know, in an envelope, they have sealed a picture of, you know, somebody drew, it looks like a, a stack of grapes, you know, on a vine. Mm -hmm. And then you have his drawing, and it looks identical. And then there's other drawings where it's, they're so close, they're not identically set, you know, maybe the, the, the positioning or actual, you know, um, tilt of something isn't identical, but you can tell from the inference of the picture He's got the right answer. Yeah. So it's like, how are you doing He's this? Right. On the right track, at least. Right. It seems. Right. So um, the they document. kept, yeah, they kept funding it. CIA kept funding it. One of the remote viewers named Angela Della Fiora Ford revealed her psychic powers on the CBS news program, 48 Hours. In 1989, she was asked by the Army to psychically track down the location of one man. She located the man in Lowell, Miami, uh, Lowell Wyoming, and then he was arrested 100 miles west of a Wyoming town called Lovell. Mm. So literally just... Low level. Low and level, yeah. Mm. Um, in 2021, John Greenwald Jr.'s Black Vault published approximately 2,700 pages of the declassified documents provided by the CIA involving UAP UFO information. One document that staggered ET hunters was about Mars. And this is where it gets weird. Um, the document titled Mars Exploration, May 22nd, 1984, basically center out, centers around a subject that made, us, um, made use of astral projection, which helped him observe ancient alien life on Mars. In this document, there's a transcript where a man um, named Joseph, oh man, McMoneagle, man, nice. that's a tough name, a retired U.S. Army veteran, was given an envelope prior to the interview and asked not to open it until the interview ended. According to the CIA's own documents, the unnamed psychic described the planet Mars, time of interest approximately 1 million years B.C. He claimed to identify that he saw pyramid-like structures on the red planet. Subject also added that he witnessed alien forms on the Martian surface. So, like, what... I don't understand remote viewing that I need. We might have to go back to the cryptid hunters. I didn't understand that. Like, I thought remote viewing is like 
the Beauty and the Beast mirror. Like, show me Belle, and you get no. to see. And it's in real time. I didn't know you could be like, hey, TiVo, take me back a, a yeah, few millennia. Yeah, she talked about going backwards know th- and forwards in time. I didn't know that. It's just kind of, like, basically you're just taking your higher consciousness and your whatever. You're taking your awareness to a place where it can just essentially travel anywhere at once, forward, backward, to places, to physical things, um, you know, and it's, I know zero, I know nothing about how to do it. I've been trying to understand that myself because, you know, some people call it astral projection. Is that what remote viewing? Astral projection is pretty much the same thing as remote viewing. That's kind of your kind of spiritual, the astral projection, more your spiritual term. Okay. Um, and, you know, the CIA, I think, coined the term remote viewing in their MK Ultra studies and in some of those, you know, early programs, the OSS. The Nazis yeah. were studying remote viewing. The Russians were studying remote viewing. Everybody was into this They stuff. were. Well, and the Russians, I think, were way ahead of everybody with this shit. Yeah. Well, according to the date specified in the Mars Exploration Memo, it was approved to be published only in 2000, although it was recorded in 1984. And McMoneagle was the only remote viewer to be working at that time. He wrote in his book Mind Trek about a similar incident mentioned in that memo. Jacob Brogan, an assistant editor at the Washington Post, tracked down and called McMoneagle, right? Jacob Brogan. Brogan. Not Ted Brogan. Not Ted Brogan. That's so <laughs> <Continue>. funny. <laughs> According to Brogan, McMoneagle told him that the request to visit Mars was not made by the CIA, but by some unknown army person to him. Neither of us knew, this is a quote, neither of us knew what we were working on. Our assumption at the time was that I was working on targets on Earth. I was not familiar with any pyramids on Earth that had such large rooms, McMoneagle told him. Yeah. McMoneagle was confused why he'd been asked by the Army to explore Mars. He had no clue. He remembered one more incident when he was asked to examine the UFO. The problem that I have with the targeting, uh, with targeting UFOs in Mars and things like that is that there's real is that there's no real way to validate the information, he said. In an experience, uh, in an interview with Richard Team, a founder of Teamworks, I don't know how he's, maybe it's time, T-H-I-E-M-E is his last name, McMoneagle shared his experience on Project Stargate, UFOs and ETs. He shared his encounter with the UFO in 1966 in which he got a radiation burn. Richard Team asked him, is it all one thing, though? These are complex psychological processes, and you were burned physically in 1966. Is it all one thing? Do scriptural texts of folk documents about people encountering entities? Can we connect that experience with an experience of the lights going on at night and you seeing a physical craft? McMonagall replied, I did a remote viewing in early 1980s, 82 or 83, where a UFO target was mixed with other targets, so I had no idea it was a UFO target. Over the years, as McMoneagle said, he was involved in about 450 missions. One of his favorites was in 1980 when CIA personnel captured a suspected KGB agent in South Africa. They wanted to know how the agent was communicating with the Soviet military. They put an envelope on McMoneagle's desk, and without knowing any of the man, McMoneagle told the CIA that the man liked to use a small pocket calculator. The calculator turned out to be a disguised shortwave radio. He retired from the Army in 84, but continued to work as a Stargate consultant. Oh, what? Jeez, this guy's Strange. career just keeps going. I mean, is this... That's how you get is in. Is this the you man that slowly. stares at goats? I mean, 
all these programs, one program, hey, you're the guy that was on that. Oh, by the way, our buddy was running that. And then all of a sudden, hey, we got a good, we got something great over here we want you to be a part of. And then next thing you know, you're working on even weirder shit and even weirder shit. Unless you're Bob Lazar and you just don't go totally nuts and start bringing people out to the out to the desert to show them UFOs and get busted, and then yeah. they ruin your career and fire you and say you never went to MIT wreck, and wreck so forth. Life, yeah. yeah. Well, here's the end of this article, which this gets into an even stranger topic, CIA interdimensional experiment. I'm so ready. Robert Monroe from 1915 to 1995, another uh, remote viewer that had a striking history of remote viewing, was probably the first remote viewer hired by the CIA. One day in 1978, the CIA representatives contacted him. They wanted him to implement his mind-expanding practice in attempt of sending soldiers into deep remote viewing sessions. Given Monroe's extensive background and various patented applications, he was a perfect choice for his trailblazing operation. Hoping to obtain further credibility in the study of uh, paranormal phenomena, he agreed to join them. Since those involved were opening portals to other dimensions, researchers aptly named the assignment Gateway Process according to declassified files. The program is a training system designed to bring enhanced strength, focus, and coherence to the amplitude and frequency of brainwave output between the left and right hemispheres so as to alter consciousness, moving it outside the physical sphere so as to ultimately escape even the restrictions of time and space. Here's the thing. I have that printout. That's that mm-hmm. thing I have. That right. is the same one. Right. And they do talk about, in that, they talk about listening to certain music and frequency and patterns that yeah. actually help your left and right hemisphere of your brain actually start syncing up. And what he's talking about, you change the pattern. I don't know enough about this to really get into it, but... It's like resonant frequency. You can go get the information. It is a FOIA. I'm sure it's out there. It's a declassified. Um, but the participant, you know, from doing this then gains access to the various levels of intuitive knowledge the universe offers. Um, some of the discoveries detailed information about the nature of reality. Investigators ascertained we live in a holographic universe. Hey, hey. And waking, waking life is a projected <laughs> electromagnetic matrix. Yeah. Like, so this is some of the stuff they're coming out from that. You know, they were doing the headphones. Um, they start talking about and some of the uh, specific hertz and tones that they were using to do some of the stuff. So Ayahuasca flute music, man. It's true. That's what that stuff is. It's true. It's, that it's, weird tonal, whatever's going on there during those ceremonies, it is interdimensional at best. You know, it's not music. Oh, I don't know. I can't read that whole comment. I was uh, necromechanical. I was born at Fort Bragg in 84 when they were doing the men who stare at goats experiments. No shit. No. No, you there were you go. not. Yeah, read it, bub. I was paraphrasing here, but we have a great quote, and it's from one of our uh, ardent uh, viewers, followers, fans, one of our favorites, necromechanical, and uh, it says in his clip in the live chat i was born at fort bragg in 1984 when they were doing the men who stare at goats experiments with astral project pro- well not protection but projection and psychic power so maybe i have secret powers that just need to be activated a hundred percent i ne- mean it all makes sense it makes a lot of sense dude necro we totally got you Necro's buttoned down now we've maybe. always been yeah that's where those images are coming from yep Absolutely. <laughs> the images are coming from Jeez, being beamed uh, into your head. From that's too freaking. Thank you for sharing that, by the way, too. Fort that's Bragg. really, really cool. That's really cool. <laughs> Much love. That's really brother. cool. Much love. That's wild. Okay. I'm delighted with that. Go ahead. You, you're you up. <laughs> um, yeah. 
I think you brought this one to the table. Yes, I think so. And forgive me if I – I think this is Jeffrey Wilson sent this one to me. It could be. Um, uh, but, you know – and by the way, thanks to everybody that's been sending us stuff. You guys crush. We would love to uh, continue to, you know, even at Cedar Point, we met uh, Damien, uh, Damon, who uh, had a great story. I, I think I was talking to somebody in line during, what was it? Millennium. Uh, Millennium. Millennium Force. And we were talking, talking about, about the, the podcast. Yeah. This guy turns around and says, hey, what's the weirdest thing you've ever experienced or weirdest thing you've ever heard of? And I started talking about Tom and doppelgangers. He's like, hey, I'll meet you by the photo booth. I got a great story for you. So he, we went down and met him. He was there. <laughs> he was there. And if you're we listening, shout out to you, yeah. uh, Damon. Um, but we have been getting a lot of people hitting us up with their personal stories, which our show is, it's, you know. We're working uh, that segment out. Hollow Sky Night Shift, which is yeah. coming up up guys i know a lot of you guys head over there the hollow phone is great um our show format as it is is kind of tough to kind of either uh, call in or pre-recorded uh where people hit us up and we get them on and share their personal stories so we're kind of developing i think we've got like six or seven people a lot of people we're talking to we're working right now. on quite a few it's yeah. just like yeah we really don't know what to do this is an awesome story um but tons of them yeah tons so uh, i think we've got you know, another show kind of developing. Uh, maybe that's for the Patreon. <sighs> Just that need we're, to clone we're, ourselves and yeah, could be Patreon stuff that we're we're building out right now with uh, with the Discord and Patreon. Some of that where you can integrate uh, Discord into Patreon and do you know live streams that are a little bit more laid back. And so, all good ideas. Keep hitting us up. Keep reaching out. Uh, moving on. So we've got this is studyfinds.com. Delightfully strange, mysterious golden object pulled from the Gulf of Alaska could be new species. Sounds like the precious. <laughs> and a, a listener hit us up like we were Lord of the Rings experts uh, the other day. I was like, hey, ask Bub if there's ever been a real life Lord of the Ring, uh, a real life ring, or, or if Tolkien had based off of uh, the. So apparently, a lot of people think you're a Lord of the Rings expert, Bub. I'm not. You got that reputation. I love that, but I, <laughs> you know what? I'm not an expert. Of you anything. bring it up I'm a lot. I'm barely an expert of myself, and even in that, I would say I'm not. I don't think I. Oh, yeah. Shit. I am the jack of all trades and definitely the master of none. <laughs> Here we go. So, if you're hoping to find out what the mysterious golden orb found at the bottom of the Gulf of Alaska is, you'll have to wait a bit longer. Scientists at the at NOAA say the unknown specimen will undergo further investigation once the current expedition ends this month. They also suggest the finding could be a species never seen before, which would certainly be an exciting takeaway if true. Researchers operating a remotely operated, or ROV, spotted the shiny uh, mystery roughly two miles deep off the coast of Alaska on August 30th. A team from NOAA was left with both confusion and excitement by the sighting, and in footage from the find, a member of the Seascape Alaska 5 expedition crew is heard saying it's like the beginning of a horror movie while another suggests i'm pretty sure this is how the first episode of the x-files started jesus <laughs> uh, upon spotting the orb-like object the team made suggestions on what it could be including a yellow hat an egg casing or a dead sponge it's gross uh, full video of the fascinating expedition which shows spectacular array of deep sea life can be seen at the end of this post pretty cool 
uh, it's almost like it was a base and whatever it fell off of, um, whatever it was it fell off of, one researcher noted, it's definitely got a big old hole in it. So something tried to get in it or get out. It Another, looks like the alien pod. There you go. The was, egg pod. Yeah, back to... God, I had nightmares as a kid. Barbie doll aliens. Um, ultimately, the team decided to suck the specimen up with a special collection pipe and take it to the ship-based laboratory, Emily. Uh, Emily Crumb of NOAA says the orb was successfully recovered and taken to NOAA, uh, the NOAA ship Okeanos Explorer. That's just weird. I mean, it just looks like melted gold. It's gross. Well, so I love that photo that Stoner it's has up right really now strange. because that's what the first apartment my wife and I had looked like when the wall started to have water seeping in between the oh, paint and God. the wall. And that's when I was like, it's probably it's like old lead paint. Probably lead. Oh paint. yeah, hundred. But I had a bubble in my kitchen about that big coming off the wall. In German Village, your oh. first apartment. Oh yeah. Oh, I remember that place. Oh yeah. We like called our landlord. We're like, "Hey, buddy, uh, not so y'all got lead paint. Not so- <laughs> yo, you got that frog skin paint. You got that bubble paint. Uh, no, it was grody. Hey, what's up, DA? DA in Sorry. the house. DA's in the house. Oh man, we got some. Uh, we got something cooking with DA. We're, we're not landed on anything yet, but uh, and if you don't know who uh, DA is, DA is the heavyweight heavyweight champion of the Strange Road. Hey, in terms DA, of guests, baby, he's got the dog, man. Don't you worry, DA. You know, baby, he's, he's got, got the dog, dog man. man. Don't you worry. If you ever need DA. dog man, DA's your dog man guy. That golden orb, <laughs> that's gross. It's splugy. Um, it looks like it's attached to the side of the wall. Spelugy. I like I that. Just I like thought that about that word Spelugy. that I just said, but it's got a strange hole in it. It's it's strange. I you know but when not that I am a biologist, a but I uh, you know George Costanza. I tried to be a marine biologist for a little while. Yeah, you did. And to me, it looks like something that was attached, to like a rock or this or that, like a uh, like a um, yeah, like an egg sack. Yeah, you stick it onto something. They attach it like an octopus, or I don't know if octopus do that, but we're not going to get into octopus and octopi and how you say it. I don't even. Want to <laughs> oh, we got ahead. torched on yeah. one of our videos we'll just, that where Bub accidentally called said octopi, and the whole TikTok blew up. You were like public enemy number one for a couple of days with that comment, bro. <laughs> Octoskittles. Uh, so yeah, there's the golden orb on That's the left. And you see on the right that looks like some kind of life form as well, like a little mushroom. Or something, but that's the orb. So you know, you take it out of water, and the weight of it, it collapses and everything. Apart. And but that's why it looks all smushy and kind of like you know, gross ocean phyllo dough. Um, but it's weird. I just it's more I of understand. a sack, if you ask me. UFO UFO chick says, I believe it's yeah. a sack. I'll, yeah. Of what? I'll go there. It's a sack of something. I don't know. We'll find out. Sack of grotesque. You got any more on that one? Is there more? No, I don't think so. Okay. that's We can move on. We're going to move on. And this next one, just full, full disclosure, this is an old article. This is from 2020, but what a good year. The year of Barbara Walters. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this <laughs> wow. is from the New York Post. And uh, this is a story that I remember hearing, reading, tweets, whatever. But I just thought it was very relevant, again, with even before the Mexican congressional hearing with the U.S. congressional hearing, you know, this story is interesting to me. We're going back a little bit. It's like all these things have always been talked about. Right. 
Now it's just. But that's why they're popping the back magnifying up. glass. Yeah, it's exactly. already been talked about. Mm-hmm. I mean, not to make too strong of a comparison, but it's like we already knew that Jeffrey Epstein was a weird dude. <laughs> He's already, can, you we know, like everybody was surprised know. like the third, fourth yeah. time around. It's like, we already kind of talked about this a hundred times. 2016, we were on Reddit reading yeah. about Epstein and Leslie yeah. Wexner. Makes me think of Step Brothers. I said I didn't want salmon like five times. Yeah. Like Come we've on. said this, Come you on, know Mom. about it. Right. So here we go. So from the New York Post, and this is from Aaron Feist from December of 2020. And uh, the headline is Aliens in Hiding Until Mankind is Ready, says ex-Israeli space head. Um, so the truth may be out there, but nowhere near as out there as this tale. Space aliens have reached an agreement with the U.S. government to stay mum on the experiments they conduct on Earth, as well as their secret base on Mars. So here we go back to Mars. Until mankind is ready to accept them. The former head of Israeli space program claimed in a new interview, quote, the aliens have asked not to announce that they are here because humanity is not ready yet. Haim Ashed told Israeli paper Yedioth Aharonoth, according to the Jewish press. The Jewish press speculating that Ashed, 87, may have gone to insanity and beyond, goes on to unspool his tangled web, which claims the involvement of President Trump and interplanetary diplomacy. This is so bizarre, but, quote, Trump was on the verge of revealing aliens' existence, but the aliens in the Galactic Federation are saying, wait, <laughs> let people calm down first. <laughs> Ashed, who helmed Israel's space security program from 1981 to 2010. Mm-hmm. This guy's not a lightweight. He's he's got he's not a lightweight. He's got some weight. He's pushing around. I mean, unless they just gave him that title and sat him at a desk and he played yeah. solitaire for all those years. I mean, it's quite. It could it could maybe he's a great solitaire player. I don't know. I'm going to assume that he did his job. Yeah. Um. Uh. He 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 reportedly said they don't want uh, to start mass hysteria. They want to first make us sane and understanding. Makes sense. You don't want to kind of, you know, come out and frighten us too bad if you're out Well, wasn't that what Operation Blue Book was all about? Was just to make sure that people didn't freak out. So they had a whole study done and found out that people would freak out. Well, and maybe that's why they didn't tell them back then. Yeah. So they said, hey, give it another 50 years. It's kind of like, think of it this way. like cook it. Think of it this way. Like you open the oven, you're like, hey, are the brownies done? And you like poked them a little bit. No, not yet. They're like. Just shut that. Yeah. Leave it on, you know, whatever you bake brownies at for like another five minutes. Yeah. The aliens said that about us. Like, is humanity ready? And they opened up the you know, the oven of, you know, consciousness and they went, no, they're not ready. Yeah. Cook them for like another 50 You're years. cooking the turkey, but you're not eating it. You're not eating it yet. Maybe they might be eating us. We <laughs> don't know. They're cooking the Let's turkey. Let's not go down that road yet. Yeah. That's a great reference there. So he said, until that day, aliens have secured an agreement to keep their moves under wraps, said a shed. Nothing that the extraterrestrials come in peace. Noting, sorry, noting that the extraterrestrials come in peace. He said, quote, they have been waiting for humanity to evolve and reach a stage where we will generally understand what space and spaceships are, according to the Jewish press. There's an agreement between the U.S. government and the aliens. We've talked about this before. They signed a contract with us to do experiments here. We've talked about that in Eisenhower. Mm -hmm. They, too, are researching and trying to understand the whole fabric of the universe, and they want us as helpers. One of the hubs of the cooperation is a base on Mars, where, by the way, a shed claims American astronauts have already set foot. Quote, there's an underground base in the depths of Mars where the representatives are and also are American astronauts. Ashed acknowledged that it all sounds like science fiction, but claimed that some of his peers are coming around. Quote, if I had come up with what I'm saying today five years ago, I would have been hospitalized. Mm -hmm. Wherever I've gone with this in academia, they've said, the man has lost his mind. 
He reportedly said, today they're already taking differently. I have nothing to lose. I've received my degrees and awards. I'm respected in the universities abroad where the trend is also changing. Former President Barack Obama recently refused an interview with The Late Show funny man Stephen Colbert to confirm or deny the existence of extraterrestrial life based on top-secret U.S. records, a move Colbert jokingly took as a tacit confirmation. Yeah, I remember that video. And that's it. That's where it ends. But I just thought that was an interesting story. You know, there's this one. Um, Who was it? And I don't know if he's still over there. It was one of the leaders in Russia. It was before Putin. Can't think of his name. It was a Mikhail Gorbachev. Nope, nope. He's in between those. Yeah, see, nobody can remember who the guy was. I'm gonna Google it before Putin. Everybody remembers Mikhail Gorbachev because he had a, um, you know, he had a birthmark that looked like the Hawaiian Islands a little bit. Maybe it's Medvedev. Yeah, I don't know. That's it. That's him, Medvedev. If you ever want to see a really good video, M-E-D-V-E-D-E-V, Medvedev. YouTube it, look it up. There's like this clip where he is getting interviewed. And I don't know if he's on like a news show or this or that, and he's literally talking to this reporter, and he's saying, yeah, there's aliens here. Yeah, we know. It's, he's like, yeah. it's basically like the movie The Men in Black. Yeah. We know they're here. They come, and they register with us and whatever. But, yeah, he's like, we just don't tell you guys because you'd all freak out. Yeah. And then he just like leaves the interview. That's probably five, six, maybe seven years old, maybe older. That's I, way older. It's old as balls. But. Yeah, well, he was, I mean, this is like 20 years ago when he was running the show. That's in the 90s. It's wild, after dude. After Gorbachev. It's wild. It's wild. Or so, after he left and Putin took over. You know, all the little, you know, we, we had Grush and Fravor and Graves all come out like, you know, the A team just rolling up to the bench to all give their, you know, Arms and locks. They didn't roll out bodies like Mexico did. They didn't roll out bodies, but they came (laughs) rolling pretty deep. But what I'm saying is, like, that's a well-coordinated effort. What this guy's saying is he's old. He's, like, 80-some years old. Maybe nobody even gives gives him credit or any credence. So he's like, eh, I was going to tell my story, too. Sure, why not? He could legitimately be be saying real information, too. And they're like, you know what? Nobody will believe him anyways. A shed? Yeah. Oh, he's so old. Yeah, these guys don't don't care anymore. Once you get so old, when I'm 80, I'm not going to give a damn. But you know what? When you're 80 doesn't mean you don't have any intellect if you're still sharp. No, you just don't care. You just don't care what people think about you anymore. That too. The older I get, the less and less I Watch care. Fried Green Tomatoes. You'll figure that out. It's a great movie. It's Wanda. My mom was a big fan of I've watched it a lot. <laughs> I've watched that <laughs> it's the movie. the first time in my life I ever made a Fried Green Tomatoes reference. It's a great that's movie, a great bro. film, dude. It is a good movie. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to. Fried Green Tomatoes, Steel Magnolia. Those were my mom's uh, two favorite movies. We had them recorded off TV. On VHS. That's even better. You remember? You had to stop in between commercials, stop to record. That yeah. way you cut the commercials out. That was the button guy that was stopping. I just always remember Kathy Bates' line of saying, I'm older and I have better insurance. Yeah. When she rams into that girl's car that steals her parking space. Yeah. Oh, man. So good. Anyhow, uh, yeah, to your to your question, UFO chick, uh, anyone drinking the bullet from time to time, uh, we, we make a wiki drink back here and, and have a little bit of a booze going on, but not today. Today it was, uh, we stopped in at Wario's and had some subs and yeah. curtail And we hunger. don't have any ice. I need we don't have any a ice big cubes solid. Here. I like the big round, uh, those huge ice cubes. We got them. We just didn't make them. I didn't make the ice cubes. Drop the ice cubes. I can't, I can't do whiskey without ice. I agree. Um, but we got, what was the other stuff we got? Weller. 
We got a lot of good stuff. We got back some there. bullet. You know what we need is we just need to get like a somebody to mix drinks. And our buddy's homebrew. Well, I'll have to start bringing Ricky in. <laughs> Ricky on the wiki. Ricky can make wiki. Let me tell you what. He's got a lot of experience <laughs> making making drinks. Yeah. That'd be great. All right, anyways, you want to do this next one? Yeah, this, this next is, one uh, is boy. from David Burks. What up? David Burke uh, peers into portals, and uh, TR3B, does America have a reverse-engineered UFO? Uh, uh, I believe. I believe so, but uh, here we go. We've been delving deep into the stories of highly classified black triangle aircraft known as the TR-3A, TR-3B, Manta, Astra, and often simply a black triangles, allegedly being operated by the United States for decades. And also, this is the, give comparison, the Phoenix Lights. Anybody's familiar with the Phoenix Lights? Oh, yeah. Huge triangular uh, formations that were flying over Phoenix. The governor commented on it. Then the governor kind of made a bunch of jokes about it and made it into a whole thing, discrediting it and all this other stuff. Um, but those are, you know, either these high-tech balloons, essentially. Yeah. But um, a lot of people have said that, that the Phoenix Lights were some kind of government craft from the get-go, even back then. Um, so maybe that's what we're looking at here. Uh, in part one, we discussed the significant increase in the Black Triangle UFO sightings in the United States starting in 1997. In part two, we explored the contemporary reporting about a classified Black Triangular aircraft known as the TR-3A that allegedly even saw combat flying alongside the F-117 Nighthawk in Desert Storm. We've also covered the recent claims of UAP whistleblowers David Grush. In this installment, we'll discuss far more exotic claims surrounding the platform that many have taken to calling the TR-3B. And so the TR-3A may have been a fairly grounded story about a stealthy reconnaissance platform designed to operate alongside the F-117, but the story gets a whole lot stranger when discussing longstanding claims that the TR-3B, unlike the turbojet-powered TR-3A, the TR-3B is supposedly powered by a reverse-engineered anti-gravity drive that was recovered from a crashed alien spacecraft. The TR-3B is where reports of UAP performing seemingly impossible aerial maneuvers intersect with the stories about very real aircraft. These are a lot of claims all over the Internet about the TR-3B's anti-gravity drive, most of which include nuclear power to rotate the highly pressurized mercury to produce plasma, and in turn, a gravitational field. I, yeah, I read that part. Bro. I read that part. Mercury? Pretty again? wild. Well, if you magnify, like electromagnification. The Mayans? The Mercury story from I two think, weeks ago? Yeah, but they were doing a little bit different stuff. But who stuff knows? With it. They were Mercury is some kind of... You think they were like the thing. levitating by bathing in if it or there something? were some kind of you know, ancient people that came and visited them and they had a bunch of mercury that's helping there fly you go. aircraft. Stop, 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 stop. And then stop, they're stop, like, oh stop, God, stop. we're going to bathe in mercury to bring back the gods. Stop. Yeah. If we got you all this just mercury, did it. You just I, did it. I may have done you it. You did it right there. I think you did it. Yes. <laughs> that might even be better than my O-ring pan deck, uh, my O-ring pan deck theory. What, what do you mean? Uh, Homo floriensis being O-ring pan deck. Yeah. I don't know. I'm thinking that the Mayans may have had the whole like you know they Why were had they contact. With mercury? Maybe UFOs have come down here to get the mercury to make their anti-gravitic oh, anti-gravitic sure. craft or to like mm-hmm. repair them. 
and maybe the locals it. were around and saw them, you know, mining the mercury. I don't even know how the hell you mine Pressurized mercury. Pressurized mercury to produce think plasma. About, I get it, but think about that. And I think your theory is pretty wild, too, because who in their right minds bathes in mercury? <laughs> I mean, a culture that doesn't understand what mercury is. Why they're obsessed with mercury? Maybe we'll find out more you know about what I that mean? story. But that's a great after over, potential. over thousands and thousands of years. They know that mercury is special, but they don't know why. It's like for us, gold. We're obsessed with gold. We don't really know why. Why are human beings gold? obsessed with gold? Gold's very useful. We've though. always been obsessed with gold. It's very but valuable. Back in the day, sure. Now. With modern day, no, no, ever, forever, you can make cups out of it, bracelets, chains. It's very super malleable. Exactly, but that's why it's always been precious. It's right, easy to use. It's very bright. I mean, it has intrinsically. But we've always had this weird connection with gold, where we just, it's shiny, it's beautiful. We have some kind of tangible connection. Oh, I hear Nelly Furtado, and I'm maybe like a bird. um, <laughs> shiny hey, things, yeah. Because that's what it seems like. What again? Like what silver or gold really has to do? It's just shiny like, things to us, like I mercury for the the Mayans. Maybe they disconnected. For us, it has more of a use. Now, we use it in semiconductors and all kinds of electronics and heat shields now. and what. Maybe they use. But it when we were fifty thousand years ago, and we were still running around in caves, what was gold used for then? It was just nice shiny objects. They weren't making golden cups like in the Middle Ages and. And, you know, the yeah. Egyptians, they have these gold chalices. Well, I mean, just for decoration alone and stuff, too. It's it's used a lot as just a decoration, right? Because it's pretty. It's very pretty, but yeah. it's reflective, too. So it almost has a built-in, like, so light source, right? Maybe. Yeah. But it makes me think of when we are in um, is it Cambodia and we are in these different temples out of, like, Angkor Wat and stuff. They had these ones that were, like, these basically these spires. You would go in, like, this big column, right? And you could go in there and you could, like, thump yourself in the chest. And it would echo inside this room, and it was just like this huge drum you were in. But it was your chest, right? And then I looked around. There's all these pockmarks all over the walls. And I asked our guide. I was like, hey, what's up with all these little pockmarks? Like, was there something? He was like, that used to all be gems. It would have been rubies and diamonds and emeralds and sapphires and all this stuff so that when the sun went overhead and hit directly down, it would light up all those Mm -hmm. stones. And people would go there at those times and, like, bathe and charge up. And it was like, whoa, my goodness. That sounds crazy. You get charged up. It was really cool. That was one of my favorite trips. Mm-hmm. That's insane. So, yeah. So more stories about the TR3B's development resolve around Operation Paperclip. What do you know? The program that saw the United States absorb more than fifteen hundred German scientists and engineers, um, you know, NASA engineers. The main guy at NASA was one of those people. Yeah. Um, we've discussed in the past how myths about advanced Nazi technology were born in the years after World War II as the folklore surrounding the anti-gravity platform matured over years. It was not exempt from the reach of the Wunderwaff claims. Uh, despite how silly these claims sound, there is actually some evidence to substantiate the elements of them. For example, an anti-gravity drive of sort, believers claim, powers the TR-3B and would require massive amounts of power production, more than we could possibly produce with the current aviation engines. But then Lockheed Martin, ding, 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 there you go, your boys, does, boys. does have the patent for containerized cold fusion reactors. What? 
they say could what is be that for like keeping enough, dipping dots at home they say it could be fa- small enough to fit inside a fuselage of an f-16 so basically you could put these things inside of an f-16 and they're essentially upgrading that thing oh, into yeah. an anti-gravitic well machine the cold, the cold fusion is free energy yeah you don't need jet fuel. You don't need You ever seen The Saint? Whatever. You ever seen the movie The Saint? Yeah. Val Kilmer? Oh, yeah. That's what that whole movie. Great that's, movie. That whole movie's about is mm-hmm. cold fusion. Yeah, And dude. actually obtaining it, and the oil companies don't want mm-hmm. it to. And they're, like, trying to murder the scientists and all that stuff. Yeah, that's a really so imagine, underrated movie. So imagine that, how it's the whole, like, the whole whistleblower thing. Sorry to detract a little bit here, but, like, the whole whistleblower thing about how, like, even if you ex- ex- expel something or, like, expose something... That would, you know, change the world intrinsically, like no more oil, no more like for all the climate change and globalist stuff going on. Right. Like no more of that. Like we have cold fusion yeah. energy and we can just have power. For it. But we're using it for weapons. Mm-hmm. So we can't tell everybody because then they could use it for weapons. So, yeah, it's like, that's the problem. Hold on. So what you're telling me that's is our reality point. is screwed because yeah. we need weapons. Yeah. That's basically what's going on. That's the pinch point in culture and society. That's basically right what's going on. That's why we're in the war in Ukraine. It's all about selling weapons. You think? Lockheed Martin. Do I? Are you kidding? I don't know enough about all that. Billions of dollars just disappeared. The black funds. Where do we think that money goes to? I don't know. That's why I don't donate to anything. Weapons contracting. It's 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 massive amounts of technology, surveillance equipment. It's it's all of it, all of the above. Hmm. Everybody's getting their little mill here, their couple, you know, fifty mill here, hundred mill here. All that adds up. You know, we've spent maybe a hundred billion dollars, according to some people, already. Whatever, it's all there's just not even real numbers. Guess what? The they're Maui not- fire, fires would have cost to rebuild five billion. Guess what? We accidentally lost sending to Ukraine five billion dollars. So the money that we just said, whoopsie, could have actually paid for all the land. Of all the people that lost their homes on the Maui fire, which now, by the way, the state's coming in saying they're going to swallow up, they're going to take over the land, they're going to build a memorial where the fires were, and this nine generations of of Hawaiians are losing their homes because the state is going to make their house, where it used to stand, into a fucking park. This is going to sound outrageous, but if anybody ever listens in Hawaii... And lives anywhere near any of that. Again, because that is a far distance away. We are relying on journalism to get back here, and it's hard to sift through. Anybody that lives out there that has, like, any real, like, facts about what's going on, because it's not that I don't trust you. I just don't know enough, and I don't read up enough about it. Yeah. But there's some wild stuff going out there. It's... Yeah. This is where I almost well, like are my brain almost breaks, and I almost just want to like not look. The at The state's stuff. trying to take the That's land. Insane. That's a fact. They That's haven't insane. done it. They haven't done it yet. They better not. But they're trying to, they and they're going to build That's a nice insane. little memorial park for everybody that lost their lives. What are they going to do with all the residents? They're going to have to move. Ship them to the mainland. Mainland. That's is exactly what's going on. I know Some that. Of it's That's nine generations. Like, That's what I'm saying. Of Hawaiians, of generational families before. The United States even came and made these bullshit treaties. We kind of just jacked Hawaii. This not is, we. I'm not saying me. I had nothing to do well, with that shit. Here's a little. You and I. Here's and a little. Stretch, all the people in the no, chat. Here's a little stretch of an analogy, but the Hawaiian scenario is much like. And this might be too much for your brain, so if I break you here, I'm sorry. But it's kind of like when the buy button got turned off for stocks. Oh boy. People that knew they were right. 
these generations of families that have lived there and maybe they couldn't go anywhere. And, you know, maybe there was always the thought they'd, you know, sell their land one day because they have to know that the value of it's gone up. Like they can't sell. I know that's what I'm saying, but they're they're getting screwed now. Yeah. Yeah. Really screwed. It's theft. That's what I'm saying. The state is stealing their land. Well, it's like corporate wage theft. It's the trail of tears. Corporate wage theft happens every year. It's the trail of tears all over again. That's what, yes, that's what we said the other day. Mm -hmm. Didn't we? Yeah. Wow. It's sick. How did we even get on that topic? I don't know, man. We haven't talked about Hawaii. We we didn't talk about the Maui fires. You know, we haven't really gotten into that. Fell into it's it's a lot of really out there stuff going on. Yeah, people talking about directed energy weapons and and all this stuff. One thing you can say for sure about the Maui fires is they have the best alert systems in the world. We're talking tsunamis, hurricanes. The guy was just hanging out. Hours and hours, days pass. He still didn't respond on why he didn't turn on all the alert systems to let everyone, well, it's a wildfire. It's not a tsunami. Yeah, but people would know instinctively. They could look up and see that these fires are raging and it's, early enough to start getting them out into safer areas. But by the time it was too late, there's well, thousands of lives that could have been saved. Even, maybe. even Necro's comment. I heard the same comment, and I heard from residents in in certain clips that were like, "Yeah, we were told like to turn around by a police barricade." And they yes. were like, "They were basically like f you and no. drove through the barricade, they shut, and they survived." They shut down all of the flights and ports of boats coming in or out, so all the water supplies you couldn't get supplies. There were private aircraft that were flying su- supplies in in private airports. That's the only way they could get to help anyone Hmm. fema didn't show up at all i don't even know if anyone showed up to help them now yeah and and it's you know east palestine yeah east palestine ohio it's the same situation everybody's already forgot about east palestine gone you know that hit the news that was a big giant wave and then all of a sudden you know those people are still suffering it's because we're all 10 second toms yeah the news cycle is way too fast to keep up with. It's too sensational to keep up with. It doesn't. Yeah. Everything's sensational yeah. anymore. I mean, it's like, geez, our president it, hasn't it has still me, never visited East Palestine. Yeah. Well, it just kind of makes me think of the whole digital age we're in where like nothing gets anybody happy anymore. Like everything's immediate. You have everything yeah. right at your finger. Like, you know, that whole like kind of cleansing from dig- digital, like detoxing from phones yeah. and messages and social media apps and all that stuff. That's real. Like that's a yeah. good thing to do. Like just go take a walk yep. and don't look at your phone or something. Go look at nature for a while. Like hundred percent. I find myself when I do that here on my lunch breaks, when I take a walk, sometimes if I take Ruben out or myself, even if I have my phone, I'll like look at it and I'm like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You're going to do that the rest of the day. Yeah. Take 30 minutes and don't look at it. At all. Like, find yeah. something else to look at. Yeah. So, it's hard. It's hard for everybody. But um, I think it's one of the things that's really kind of distorted our ability to pay attention to real news. Yeah. I, one of the biggest things, and it blew my mind years ago, and I've impossible. said it. Yeah, and I've said it before, is MH370, the flight that went missing. <laughs> oh, God. Super huge thing for a while, and then it's just nothing. The I'm like, Malaysian wait a flight? minute. Wait a minute. Netflix wait a minute. did a documentary about that this year. I know, but how, and how, it's, how it's do we like, lose a flight? It's a head scratcher. How do you lose a whole at flight? At the end of the documentary, you still don't know still damn. Don't know. You, don't, you don't know jack shit. You know all of the fumbles of communication that happened. Doesn't make any sense. Leading, like, right after it disappeared. 
there's so many times where they could have found this thing and didn't because of the way they reacted to the situation. The Malaysian government, they were trying to cover shit up, a lot like China and the Wuhan lab. And oh, a lot geez. of that stuff, if you've ever looked into that, you know, they, they put the lockdown on all the information, all the studies. They burn all the records. Boom. Well, that company, the airline, destroyed records. They The, the government destroyed records. They, they had... Um, you know, radar pings and stuff that you, you can't find. Right. It, it's gone. Right. Um, damn, dude, we went, like, left, right. I got you. Do you want to do this last one? Should we well, do this last let one? Let me just read this last part of this article real quick. Oh, yeah, go I, ahead. I think it's go worth ahead. it. Go ahead. Take the route. So in 2020, the U.S. Navy filed a series of extremely unusual new patents pertaining to the sort of seemingly science fiction technology found in claims about the, TS, the TR-3B. These patents cover a wide range of topics from gravitational wave generators to space-time modification weapons, and they all have one thing in common, or rather one person in common, oh and boy. that's Dr. Salvatore Caesar Pius. Oh. And according to Pius, official biography, he spent time as a NASA graduate research fellow in advanced concepts Analysts with Northrop Grunman, the same firm reportedly behind the TR-3A, the Department of Navy Strategic Systems Program, and now, according to reports, he's with the U.S. Space Force. So far, it's been confirmed that the Navy has poured at least $466,000 into helping uh, Pius's work since 2000. That's not that much. That's bullshit. Um, much of the work has subsequently been made public in the form of three patents filed by the Navy. The first is which came in 2016. And, you know, I remember seeing this. Uh, and that's the patent on craft using an internal mass reduction device. Um, and so this is all. Here's a nice screenshot of the exact patent that's by the U.S. Navy. Um, if you go down just a little bit, uh, right there it is. A craft using interval mass reduction device comp compromises of an inner resonant cavity wall and an outer resonant cavity in a microwave emitter. That electrically charged outer resonant cavity and electrically insulated inner resonant cavity wall forms a resonant cavity. I don't even know what, what the hell does that mean. Okay, so what? basically they have these voids where they're resonating sound or frequencies. Then on the outside of that cavity, they have another cavity. Then on the inside of that cavity, there's another cavity where they're resonating different frequencies. And then eventually that's creating some kind of mic, which is very interesting because I like bringing up Teotihuacan in Mexico and why they found uh, the, uh, uh, what is it, the, the stuff that's really flaky. It's a mineral, um, gosh, mica? what is it? Mica. They found a mica chamber underneath Teotihuacan <clears throat> like four years ago. And there's also uh, material, mercury. They found mercury down there. They found this whole chamber completely, and that's what's covered in the spaceship when they enter Earth's atmosphere is all mica. Right. It's heat, heat resistant. Heat yeah. resistant. Sure. And all those things. And some people theorized that they were creating microwaves in this chamber, and they were able to resonate these microwaves. And there's, you know, in several chambers that actually looks like 
these holes in the pyramid that can be directed out into space from these these chambers. What would you do it from the pyramid to space for? <sighs> Who knows? What, like charging shoot a something out up, some charging space, something or? up. Maybe there's an antenna. These, um, you know, maybe it's that's what uh, the uh, my brain is blowing <clears throat> apart. There's, we're covering a lot of strange right now. We're covering I, a lot of strange. I think that's the 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 toughest part is not that our audience well, that you guys might as well be. I'm, I'm totally lost in the moment shows, with this there's show. There's a lot going on in this episode <laughs> where I'm like, man. I'm thinking about so much stuff right now. We still have another strange well, we thing to talk about. I like, drank a half a cup too much coffee before we get before we went live. So yeah, um, but yeah, you know, a lot of weird stuff. I can end it there. Are you good on it? That one I'm article good. just took us in like ten different directions. But um, do you want to go over this? Uh, let's just you want to call it on this one. Yeah, we can. You want to do this one? You want to do it? Sure, I can do it. Go for it. So this one is LiveScience.com, and this one is uh, by Ben Turner. And the quantum yin-yang shows up two photons being entangled in real time. This is a really interesting image. Uh, Scientists have used first-of-its-kind technique to visualize two entangled light particles in real time, making them appear as stunning quantum yin-yang symbol. The new method called biophoton digital holography uses an ultra-high-precision camera and could be used to massively speed up the future quantum measurements. The researchers published their findings August 14th in the Journal of Nature Photonics. Um, So, quantum entanglement, the weird connection between two far-apart particles that Albert Einstein objected to as spooky action at a distance enables two light particles or photons to become inexorable amount uh, inexorably bound to each other so that the change to one causes a change to the other no matter how far apart they are to make accurate predictions about the quantum object physicists need to find its wave function a description of its state existing in the superposition of all the possible physical values of a photon can take Entanglement makes finding a wave function of two connected particles a challenge as the measurement of one also causes an instantaneous change in the other. So, yep. you love this duality shit. You've been oh, all over yeah. this stuff lately. Duality's my thing, man, because uh, it's You know, just as above, that... so below. Yeah. The yin, the yang, dark, light, demons, angels, all this shit. I, I mean, this is cool because this article is kind of, um, you know... Is it a part of our ego that creates this duality? Is there really a duality in nature, or is it something that's a construct that just makes things easier for us as people to decipher decipher what's good, what's bad, what's up, what's down? You know, we got to have order. Or is right. everything really one? Can you have demons without angels? Can you have, you know, Father Sky without Mother Nature? Or, you know, name it. And here it is. I see what you're saying. The first time we have the technology to photograph quantum entanglement parter. To me, that's just wild. And the fact that it comes up as a yin-yang, like that's just really, really bizarre. You know? I mean, to me, I think it's just kind of poetic. The ancient people, again, they're on to something. 
There's well, something think, that we're looking at with technology where we're able to see this, but here's this ancient symbol that we've known about forever. It's like sacred geometry. I think it's just like nature's, yeah, the, uh, same with that, the flower mm-hmm. of life. Right? Mm-hmm. Geometrical shapes that are built into plants and biological structures. Yeah, acorns. The, so, there's so many different. Lotus flowers. So many different things, <clears throat> right? And I think that's what we see after a while is the whole like life imitating art, art imitating life chicken or the egg like we're always stuck in this crosshair of in between of like we don't know if it's up or down like but that's the whole reason is i think there's that balance we're in the middle seeing both sides of it though but if you convince people what's really up is down and what's really down you is can up, do that yuri besmanov that's where we're kind of at right now doesn't yeah. it seem like that yeah yuri um but who knows my head's all over the, all over the place after this one <laughs> Do we have any other anything else you wanted to cover? I think that was pretty much it, right? No, I'm spent. I'm still thinking about how my. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> I got things to do. Not cool. not here right now. Not in life. It's just in my brain. You know what I'm talking about. My OCD with things. I have issues to fix. <laughs> yeah. Small things to like work out. Yep. But um. But man, what a wild week already. It's been wild. You know, Wednesday, here we are. Um, but it doesn't uh, feel like Wednesday. St- started off with a bang. Yeah. So I'm glad everybody was hitting up, hitting us up about this. When you have uh, something like that yesterday, mm-hmm. it instantly feels like the weekend. Yeah, exactly. It does. Yeah. I don't care what day of the week it is. Something like that happens, and I'm like, I, t- I lose touch with all time and reality of, like, what's going on because I just start thinking, oh, my God, we've just had this big, you know, expose and it's like what is happening but again how 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 long before maybe this does get lost in the regular news cycle like yeah, even we'll the, even the grush you know well we don't have any english speaking version of it to really understand the full gotta breadth be. of it so we'll keep an eye on that here we go see stoner's last comment stoner's dad <laughs> no read that read it out loud i can't oh, see oh you can't read it no no oh, i thought laptop. you could read that one no. It's up on the big one. No. Oh, okay. I got you. Here's a mystery. How does Bubs go from beardless to having a beard from show to show? <laughs> Stoner's dad, I am just well, as curious as you are. Batch I recorded. Shave. Some of the episodes we've done are batch recorded. Oh. So they're at different oh. times. That's a good So point. right now, you have a mustache Yeah. from, what was it, the last episode with Zeus or no. was it uh, if we go with from, Bill? If we go from Monday's Bill episode Holman. with Bill, I don't look like I'm that far off. Yeah. I, I look kind of appropriate. By the, the way, how awesome was Bill Homan's episode? Still Let's re- just talk about that. Still for a reeling. All of you guys out there that was in the chat that got to hang out with us on Monday for Bill Homan's premiere. Oh, Bill was in the chat as Maureen, I think. He, he was flying under. He had, yeah, he was, and I don't know if a lot of people realized that Maureen was. was Bill the whole time. Uh, but man, he had a yeah. blast. He hit me up that night. He was like, this is great. This is so much fun. Uh, he loved. Everybody's comments. He just had a really good time. I, so he was super stoked. I want to talk to him more. Bill's the man. I'd like to schedule like afternoon coffees with yep. Bill just to hear more stories. Like, cause he just, he like almost glossed over the story of the giant octopus yeah. in the Panama Canal that shut down the canal. And I was like, that's why I was like, literally like, wait, whoa, that's whoa, That's how no, the show whoa. started. He started, that was in the first five minutes of him being up. And then he goes, 
I hope you guys don't mind me sharing all these stories. Like, that's what we're, I mean. We're junkies for stories. I went yeah. to the car lot, and they're like, sorry, we got all these cars for sale. Like, that's why I'm here, man. Yeah. I, that's what I want to hear is, yeah. please, just lay it on whatever you've got. I'll take more. We're like, going to cook the turkey. We're going to eat the damn that's thing. That's right. And whenever you're done telling me stories, you're done telling me stories. But I will I will listen as long as the day is still going on. Like, yeah. if I'm awake, I'm listening. Yeah, that um, was good. But, yeah. That's it for me. I'm tapped. Well, uh, you know, always you guys can find us at the strange road all over social media. Uh, We appreciate everybody sharing, liking, subscribing helps us Uh, a ton. It really does help us a lot. You guys can support the show. I guess I kind of forgot to talk about super chat and super stickers, but it's a great way to support the show. We also have our link, uh, the, our link tree. Uh, if you guys want to follow us, hit that link. Uh, we're getting a little bit better at, uh, we, we learned some of the features and that we can do a lot of cool things in the chat. Uh, and so, you know, we're trying to just make the show better and better every week for you guys. And uh, I will be at Mothman Festival. If you want to come hang out, I'll be at the Mothman statue Saturday, 2 p.m., Point Pleasant. Right in front of the Mothman Museum. Uh, I'll be hanging out with Justin and Jay from Cryptids of the Corn. Anybody else that's out there, hit me up. DM You're me. Be slinging some of these out there. You're going to bring out some of the Metazoo oh, cards. Oh, yeah. With by you. the way, uh, I'm also going to have uh, a couple boxes of Metazoo cards. That's right. So anybody that's out there playing Metazoo, Hit me up 2 p.m. I'll probably bring, I'll probably have my Camelback or my Osprey. And yeah. I'll just throw a couple, a bunch of packs of cards in there. Cool. And just roll deep. And I'm going to be the Meta Zoo freaking Santa Claus. There we go. At Mothman, dude. <laughs> so if, Meta you, Claus. if you hit up Mikey, you might just have the card that you're missing from your deck. I so love hit it. me up. Uh, we're going to have a good time. But love you guys. Appreciate the support. Um, We're out. The best. Peace, love, and chicken grease. Thank you, everybody. Look, Rolo knows. Rolo. He always knows. So know when it's over, bro. He always knows. Come here, buddy.